You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity to stop into your local Interstate Batteries retail store and talk with a battery specialist, you need to do that because these guys are very knowledgeable about every kind of battery, hence the name Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera to your rangefinder, any battery that you need, these guys can help you find. Even if it's a specific, unique, one-off battery, these guys can help you find what you need. If you want to find out more information on Interstate Batteries, about their brand, about their history, about the company in general, and all the batteries they offer, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. 12, 12, JP. 12 different seed types all in one sweet little food plot. And it's amazing how well it works. And it's not just because it's got all these different great variety of things, but it's the fact that they mature at different rates. The deer will key in on one of those seed types all the way through the fall. They call it a kill plot for a reason. They call it the deadly dozen for a reason. Check it out, guys. www.realworldwildlifeproducts.com. That's what I call pro talk. When you really don't know the answer, you just make it up. My rut is that I am in a rut. To get the pilot of Red Arrow going. There's really a way to skip class. I want to say, hey, those boys right there in the <laughs> That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said on this podcast. Alex Rose here with American Roots Outdoors TV. Hey, this is Lee and Tiffany Lukowski from the Crest TV. Hi, I'm Don Higgins. This is Jeff Lindsay. Hey, everybody, this is Mark Dury with Dury Outdoors. Hey, this is Craig Fitz with Crane Assassins TV. You're listening to Dave and JP on Pro Talk Outdoors, the craziest two I know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pro Talk Outdoors. Man, that looks a heck of a lot louder than it did on the audio check, doesn't it? It does. That's okay. Hopefully you guys are listening already and enjoying the heck out of this. But uh, the topic today is something I think you're really going to care about uh, as a hunter, not just because of conservation or because, hey, somebody shot a huge buck, but because it'll help you make better decisions when it comes to your hunting time. Yeah, and I'm all about my success in the outdoors. I mean, I want to... <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, we've we've talked with the Drurys before. Uh, Mark's been on the episode or on a on the podcast before. Uh, we had a turkey hunting episode with him, and 
I think, you know, they're some of the highest, if not the highest, respected folks in. Yeah, we've had Mark on a couple times, actually. Yeah, we've had Mark on a couple. Uh, some of the highest respected folks in the industry, and a big part of that is because of the science that goes behind a lot of what they do. And obviously one of our, our biggest partners is all about the science side of things as well. And uh, we're going to have somebody on today from the Drury family, Matt Drury, to come on and talk to us a little bit about how they created DeerCast and how it has revolutionized the Joe Schmo. Uh, not to use that term as derogatory, I'm a Joe Schmo. I have a day job, and I need something like this to help keep me in check when I may be tempted to hunt on a day that really isn't all that good. I tell you what, the the DeerCast app, when it comes out, it, it's, a, it's a great equalizer. And what I mean by that is um, I, I've always been, I shouldn't say always, you know, for the last 15, 20 years, I have been a student of, the juries, you know, watching and Mark and Terry Drury and and the videos they put out, and they've always been very forthcoming with information. They've they've been very helpful to everyone in sharing their information. So I kind of modeled everything after them as far as uh, the right times to hunt, the right weather conditions, barometer, moon phase, everything. And you know, it, it was kind of hard to to kind of put all that together for a layman. You know, to just it, it's like algebra if you're not good at math, and mm-hmm. it, it was kind of difficult. And what they've done with this new app is they put it all at everybody's hand. I mean, right at, right at everybody's fingertips, they can go on there and they can just click and see. There's an algorithm in there, and it just figures it all out for you. And it doesn't just, you know, lay all the data into one place. You could go and get that on your own if you wanted to go to enough resources. But it takes the data and says bad, poor, okay, good, and great. And it even color codes it. You know, you, you, you kind of just get that warm and fuzzy feeling. Okay, here's here's my gut feeling. Let's go look at DeerCast and see what it says. That's how I yeah, use it because absolutely. it makes me better. It, if I don't put thought into it first, I'm just relying on the DeerCast alone, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be a better hunter and really use DeerCast to its fullest potential, quiz yourself. The, the answers are typically right there. Oh, absolutely. And, and not only is it just telling you this is a great day, it's breaking it down why. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's video confirmation there as well as you can see what the wind direction is for your location. You can see what the temperatures are, the forecasted rain potential, the barometer, the moon phase. You can break it all down. And not only just the moon phase, but the phase in the season. You know, the juries came out with a, a, a new series. I say new. It's probably nine years old now 13. or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the series 13, and they break it down to the 13 phases. And you literally – now – Again, they're in that Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, Kansas area there where that's kind of what they play. But typically, where we're at in Indiana, we're a day or two behind them. On you know, weather. With, yeah. yeah, on weather. So you can kind of relate that to uh, to anywhere you are in the Midwest with those 13 phases. So uh, those are very interesting as well. And uh, I'm anxious to ask Matt about those. You know, the 13 series as well. 100%. I mean, it's an incredible tool that – uh, I've used it the last couple seasons to some success. And, you know, obviously folks are limited on the amount of time they can get in the woods. Uh, a regular folk like ourselves can't get out there at any given moment that they want to. They have to plan for things. And uh, the last thing I'll leave this with before we actually talk to Matt is it, it gives you the opportunity to look ahead, 
don't forget that. Uh, if this just sounds like, well, you know, by that time I've already decided whether I can hunt today or not. No, you can look up to 10 days ahead. And obviously there's some margin for error because of the weather changes. But, I mean, even if it gets you three to four days ahead with some accuracy, that's a heck of a tool. So let's talk to Matt and uh, get a little bit deeper into how the Drury's came up with this. We'll be back. You're listening to Pro Talk Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pro Talk Outdoors. And as we teased in the open, we're joined by Matt Drury. And, uh, Matt, we, we sort of opened the show up singing the praises of the Drury family and, and how the science behind the outdoors, and particularly whitetail for this episode, has revolutionized the way hunters look at planning their own lives around hunting season with the release of DeerCast. And obviously you, you guys spent a lot of time putting this together. How was it that the first roundtable meeting came, or was it a napkin sketch, or did somebody just have a, a random thought that, hey, this could be helpful? Well, you know, I, and I appreciate the kind words. I, you know, years ago, you know, we talked about coming out with an app, and I think our industry typically just lags behind in, in technology a little bit and adapting to technology. And, and so I just, at the time we felt, you know, we kind of all agreed that we were, it just was too premature, and we really didn't even know what, what the app would be other than, you know, having a place for our content to, to be uh, viewed. And, uh, and then, when, you know, a couple years ago, it was probably 2017, I think, 16 or 17, uh, we, we kind of circled back to it, and Mark's like, you know, we, we really should have our own app. We should launch our own app. And I said, I was just pretty adamant. I said, well, you know, if it's just going to be content, I, I don't think it's going to succeed. Like, you know, I know a lot of people watch our shows, watch, you know, the content we put out, but there's content everywhere, free content everywhere. I said, if we're going to have something, it needs to be helpful. It needs to help revolutionize how people hunt and and help them succeed frankly and and one thing that we really noticed you know over the years it was pretty obvious is is how well 13 our tv show was received and you know through time you know 31 years in that's been the one thing that's always kind of been our shining light was that mark and terry were always helping to showcase the ups and downs and the ins and outs of what they've done to succeed as hunters as deer hunters especially and so the teaching tools, helping people, and you know, not keeping the secret sauce, if you will, to themselves, to always help the audience at home try to learn from their own mistakes, Mark and Terry's mistakes. And so, you know, when we sat down, we thought, okay, you know, Mark and Terry, that, that's where they come back in, and they're like, you know, I, we pretty much think we know when deer are going to move and why. And we've studied it so long and have sat in a tree so long and, and studied the reconnex pictures and just, you know, trail camera photos, and they just had a, a great understanding of it, and they're really analytical guys. It felt like we could create some sort of, you know, algorithm that would pump out a prediction for any one person based on their location across the country and tell you why, you know, when the deer would move and why with, with a fairly decent, ac- you know, accuracy. Of course, we can't predict what your neighbor's doing or dogs run through your property or, you know, hunting public ground, what, you know, pressures there may be outside of, you know, your standard, you know, quote-unquote normal hunt. But if all things were equal, we do feel like, you know, they kind of crack the code on when deer move and why and, and the weather variables based on certain times of year. So we sat down and we literally went through, you know, each 
of the uh, of the phases of the season and kind of dictated okay what what things make them move and why and then it was on to trying to find a developer that you know could understand this and help us take what Mark and Terry had in their heads and, and, and put it out into an app and uh, it was a long process I mean I think in 2018 we beta tested it amongst our entire Drury Outdoors team the entire fall and never breathed a word of it to anybody and we were filming it but then when we were ready to launch in 2018 you know July our TV shows come out you started seeing it in the TV shows and then August I believe 28th we launched it to the public and uh, it really it really took off like wildfire I mean we you know we even we were surprised at just how well it was received and how many people downloaded it I remember being down at uh, Lake of the Ozarks with Dad for the last holiday of the summer, and I think we had hit like 50,000 downloads. And it was, I mean, I'm talking that would have been like five days in from launch. It was just crazy. So there's obviously a need for it, and and you know anything that can help people gain an edge, whatever that perceived edge is, they're they're looking for that help. They're looking for that instruction. And I think Mark and Terry just kind of really hit a chord and and being able to help. Uh, people, you know, get on deer. And, and, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are great hunters by their own right already that don't need an app like this. And they they already got these things figured out. Uh, But there's also a ton of people that don't. And this is really, I mean, we get messages all day, every day about how much it has helped them. And 13 has helped them and and become better hunters and, and kill their first deer or kill their best buck or the stories are endless. And uh, so it's obviously resonating with, with somebody, and it, it's been great to kind of see the evolution of it over the past few years. Matt, <clears throat> Dave Barrett here. How you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Doing good. Hey, I'm, I'm one of those guys, like, uh, whenever, whenever DeerCast came out, I was, like, ticked off. Man, I was just really ticked off. And let me tell you why. Because I've followed – Mark and Terry, you know, for many, many years. And, like, for 15, 20 years, I was, like, I was figuring out this algorithm in my head. Like, I was, every time that they speak, I'm listening up and I'm taking notes. And I'm, like, moon, weather, barometer, um, rising, early rising moon, late setting moon, all those things. And I'm, like, I got it figured out now. And as soon as I get this sucker figured out in my head, (laughs) you come out with this app that it's, like, I just wasted the last five years trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, you know, the good part about it, you lear- you learned it for yourself. And, and that's, I think, the key part. A lot of guys use the app as a, um, you know, that commercial where there's the easy button. You press the easy button, and I don't even remember what the product's for. But it's, if there was an easy button for life, right? And so everybody wants that easy button for whatever it is. And apps are, that's what apps are meant for, to help make your life easier or anything in technology for that matter. But with DeerCast, what we try to do, you know, yes, there's an easy button in there, so to speak, where we can just tell you it's going to be good, it's going to be great, here's the snapshot of the conditions. But if you really want to dive in and understand it, which we, we hope everybody does, you click that and it takes you into the DeerCast weather section. And, oh, my, there are so much, you know, content in there that you can dive into and really help understand it. So all those things you had to figure out the hard way over the past five, ten years or whatever, there's kind of a cheat sheet in there telling you why those elements are important for that given day. 
And, uh, you know, I think, I think if, if people take the time to view those, it really does continue to help teach and, and give you that aha moment, that light bulb moment that says, you know what, okay, all right, all right, I'm understanding why this is, why the deer are moving this day, you know, over, over another. And that's the big thing, that we're hoping that people, oh, you may not need the app someday. You, you know what I mean? That's the whole point, to help people understand why they're moving and when. But, you know, it's a fantastic app, and it covers so many wide variety of things, not just when to go hunt, but, I mean, you've got now the um, the tracking app, you know, or, you know, yeah. whenever you make a poor shot, which, unfortunately, I tend to do more often than I should. Um, you know, um, it's it's there's just so much information in there. Um, I've got I just something just popped in my head. I got an idea, Matt. That and I don't think this is on Deercast. I haven't seen this on Deercast. Something that that you guys should tweak it a little bit and add to it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's hear it. A section on just woodsmanship. You know, identification of different mast crops and showing how to identify them based on the the bark of the tree the leaves um you know white oak versus red oak versus pin oak you know chestnut oak all those different things um different kinds of browse that deer will prefer away from the food plot scenario because i mean jp and i we food plot you know but a lot of folks don't have that access yeah yeah no doubt. And it's a great point, and it's one that I, I lack in as well, frankly. And, and it's Oh, I do too. It's just, I remember going back when I was a little bitty kid, and Dad, when Mark and Dad were hunting at the 40 Acre Club in Bloomingdale, Missouri, and, and Dad always would take me back to the 40 Acre Club when he was when he was working out there. And, you know, he'd be like, all right, what kind of tree, that, you know, he was kind of testing me. What kind of tree is this? What kind of leaf is that? And I I just, it's one of those things where I just always did have troubles with it, even in Boy Scouts. And, and you're right, it's kind of a lost art. D- Dad talked about doing something like that in the app, but it was more for um, your kind of like your hunter instinct of when you move in a stand or why you would move or when you would go to grab a bow or some of the little intricacies like that that you kind of got to learn the hard way when you're in a stand and Sometimes that's not the most convenient time to have to learn on the job, but you just do. You know, that's how we all kind of figure it out. And uh, we, we talked about adding something like that, and we just you just haven't gotten around to it yet. But that's a great idea, no doubt. And that's one that I think continues to help, that would continue to help people understand, you know, the woods that they're hunting in and why, you know, why the animals are, are kind of gravitating to, towards a certain thing at a certain time. Well, I mean, in, in a year that so many kids are actually learning from computers and from home remotely, uh, you know, I guess the, the deer hunters can rely more and more on this app to, to learn as well. And I felt like the Shot Tracker was an incredible addition this year. Uh, and, and I just noticed it by happenstance. I actually didn't hear about it on social media or anything of that nature. I, I just stumbled on it after the app updated, and I looked on there and thought, oh, my gosh. How nice would this have been years and years ago? So I, I actually went through and I just watched each and, and every video based on where you could possibly place an arrow on a deer just to hear it. So instead of waiting until I shot a deer in that spot, I pretended like I shot one there. And then I listened to the video and, and the commentary from Mark proactive. and Terry. Well, I'm proactive. Like I, I want to hear what they think would happen and, and all of the consequences 
moving forward. And I don't know that it would necessarily help me shoot any better, but if in the back of your mind that helps you analyze, you know, do I, do I prefer a broadside or maybe a quartering away shot, you know, just based on the circumstance, I, I feel like it was relevant to take those videos in prior to actually needing them. Uh, no so that's, that's something that Mark and Terry talk about quite a bit. We actually get a lot of emails from uh, hunter safety instructors. Our dads are, you know, our mentors that are taking a new hunter for the first time, telling us how much they use DeerCast Track inside DeerCast to show to their, you know, their new hunter where to aim and why. It's not just where. It's not just, hey, here you aim behind the leg. That's where you aim. You know, but it's also, hey, here you aim behind the leg. Let's take away the the outer layer of the fur, and here's the vitals. Okay, you can zoom in on the vitals, and then okay, let's move the cursor, the the crosshairs, if you will, and let's see if I shot him, you know, in the paunch, what would happen? And they have uh, videos of every scenario that you can think of, just about every scenario. I mean, there there are, I'm sure a few spots on a deer that that we don't, but what we did is we went back to our video library of hits over the past 30 years, and we picked videos that that would um, correlate with each of the hits, no matter where you hit the buck, because we've seen all kinds over the over time, and uh, we input those in, and then we had expert trackers, tracker John Engelkin and Bobby Culbertson from down in Terra Wildlife, guys have tracked literally, I'm not kidding, thousands of deer. And they take you through. These are the guys that we call when we have troubles and take you through every scenario. All right, quartering two, quartering away, broadside. What would happen if you hit a deer here, here, here? And um, it's been really instrumental. I know um, a cousin of mine, Justin Lurk, he was getting ready to take his daughter uh, hunting for the first time. She's been hunting with him, but first time where she got to shoot. And uh, she said, well, so they were going through deer cast track and looking at all these hits, and she, you know, she's a young girl, and she said, well, what happens if I hit him in the neck? And Justin's like, well, you don't want to do that, but let's move the cursor here and see what happens. And it, it makes it a reality for them. Okay, there are consequences. Okay, the deer might suffer if we, we put a bad hit on them. It, it makes you want to hone in a little bit more. Like you said, it might not change your shot. We all get buck fever in the heat of the moment, but at least you kind of know you know, all right, here's the game plan. Here's the plan of attack. I need to wait, you know, X amount of hours or I can go in right away. And that's one of the biggest mistakes people make. You know, it's one thing to finally get an opportunity to shoot a deer. It's another thing to track it and recover it if it's a less than ideal hit. Even if it's an ideal hit, say you're muzzleloader, you know, hunting with a muzzleloader, sometimes there is no blood trail. You know what I mean? So if you don't see them fall, you got to understand that not every hit is created equal, and an inch can mean a mile, literally, in, in recovery. So you got to pay attention, know best as best as you can where you hit that deer, and then know how to have a game plan to go about to try to recover that animal. I tell you, what I'm going to do this year, uh, now that, that that app is available now, I guess, here's the thing, I've been at this for a long, long time. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been hunting for over 30 years now, and it never ceases to amaze me after a shot. It doesn't matter if it's a, a tin ringer or if it's a poor shot. It doesn't matter if it's a doe or a pretty pretty nice buck. I get a little foggy-headed, 
and, and I what did it really look like? Y- well, I how did the deer yeah, react to the shot? I don't think straight. And now we video all of our hunts now, so I mean we have the benefit of going back and looking at it. But even then, I still don't trust my judgment. I still kind of look back and think, should I go in after him right now? There's that that moment of, what do I do now? Do I go ahead and get down and get out of here? Do I sit in the stand for a while? I'm gonna I'm gonna force myself now after every shot, pull out that DeerCast app, go to the shot placements and just watch a few videos, and calm down, get a little bit because it's always nice to you know you always call your buddy right after you shoot oh, yeah. and say hey I shot one and the first thing comes up did you hit him good yeah which happened everybody asks me that Matt because I usually don't hit him good <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I'm gonna force myself to look at that app and slow down a little bit and try to make better decisions after the shot well one thing that i would recommend to anybody that's an archery hunter would be to get light and knock oh yeah i know they're expensive but they do make a difference and if you're not filming your hunt which is fine most people don't that actually can give you a real edge into knowing where precisely you hit that absolutely it can it really is a game changer in that regard. Not only is it neat looking, I mean, it does it does have a a good use. It's a tool, you know, that can help you, especially in recovery. So, because uh, a lot of times, you know, we've seen it. We've seen everything on video. We've seen it all. And and I'm telling you, you might have thought, like you said, you ten ringed them, and maybe the arrow hit a little weird, or maybe it brushed a branch on the way that you didn't see, and it and it ricocheted slightly or whatever it's just nice to be able to see where that not with that not light and knock where you hit him and in the heat of the moment that could really make make a big difference 100 percent. well obviously i mean we we've dove in pretty deep here on on deer cast if folks haven't downloaded it and you're listening to this show download it i, I mean i i can't suggest a single tool in the hunting world more than i can suggest that you know if you're not already food plotting or something like that to get more deer in your area you got to download this app, but Matt, before we well, I we move know on, about I want I want to know about thirteen exactly. Uh, obviously, you guys are, are filming episodes every single year, and, and it's you, you seem to top yourselves season after season. Uh, where do you think twenty twenty is going to line up after it's all said and done? Obviously, you guys have got some big ones on the ground already. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's it's always tough to predict. A lot of times, Mark and Terry will predict it based on where the moon's at for the year. And uh, we have a pretty favorable moon this year, realistically. I mean, it's to be hitting, you know, to get two full moons in October, you know, on the 1st, and then here coming up on 31st on Halloween night. Halloween's historically a fantastic night to hunt, at least in the Midwest. You know, it's a fantastic night to hunt. And uh, to have a full moon on it, those five days leading into the full moon, if we get the weather to cooperate at all and have decently cool temperatures look out those afternoon hunts leading into that full moon are going to be deadly and then conversely those first five days in november are going to be off the hook in the morning times if the weather cooperates if it's not you know 65 degrees or whatever in, in the midwest but in general you know i think the year we you know a lot of it is based on if we got hit with the hd if uh, where the moon lies, you know, it just there's a lot of factors that that go into it, and we've just been fortunate, you know, in, in years past when we've had tough years to kind of grind it out and 
and find you know some new dirt, whether it's 40 acres or, or you know 140 acres. And we try to find some dirt to be able to uh, jump around from deer herd to deer herd. So if we get hit with the HD somewhere, we might have an opportunity to go, you know, hunt a different herd that didn't get hit with the HD. And that's something that Mark and, and really Mark started doing a few years back because he kept getting hit on his Iowa farm over and over and over, you know, and they're putting so much work into one deer herd and they keep dying off on you about the time you're, you know, you know they're, they're ready to, you know, you got a good crop of five-year-old ducks or six-year-old ducks, and you're excited, and then all of a sudden they all die in August and September. It gets pretty disheartening. So I think he's kind of changed his strategy and, and started getting what he calls satellite farms. So he's not really getting, you know, it's not that he's got the big, one big farm. It, he's got little bitty farms kind of everywhere that allows him to jump around, and they're kind of all generally in the same area so that he doesn't have to travel very far. And that's made a real big difference. And I think that's why those guys have been so successful uh, in the past, you know, five to ten years, because they've diversified. It's almost like diversifying a portfolio. And I, I get it. Not everybody can do that kind of thing. And this is, you know, this is their living. And so they've kind of, you know, really honed in on what works for them and what what they have the ability to do. But, you know, they, I, I know any time that he has, whether he's knocking on a door or leasing it or. or or whatever the case may be, if he could find 40 acres or 80 acres and try to improve it, he's just the master at it. And so he's taken a little bit of faith and tried to, you know, take Mother Nature and tame her as much as he could and stack the odds in his favor as much as he could. And that's made a big difference, I think, in, in what you see at the end result at the end of the at the end of the season. So. Do you guys have you know a handful of bucks picked out for for the season here that you think are going to be you know some of the biggest you've ever chased or anything incredibly unique or, or some awesome Mark history? Mark always seems to find a good, really really good buck, and he's in that area where you can only hunt a good buck if they if you have good bucks, right? I right. mean, like he's in good areas, and uh, he's, he's there for a reason. He moved to Iowa in like '95 or '96 because of that. We're from Missouri originally, uh, and so. Yeah, he's got a couple really, really nice deer that he's after, and um, you know, I think the rest of us are it's just it's just another shaping up to be another good season. Nothing, nothing uh, crazy, you know. I don't think any of the rest of us have the biggest deer of our life, and you know, kind of out there. But we all have very good bucks that we're after and excited about, and uh, we're just going to see how the season goes, and hopefully, we can continue to put some good content out there and help people uh, uh, learn from our mistakes. Well, I tell you, um, it's really nice following along, Matt. And I, I've, I've personally enjoyed your journey as well, uh, you know, as much as anybody's because it seems like, and I, I don't know if you just portray yourself this way on 13 or what, but, you know, you're the underdog. You know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I really do enjoy it. And then, like, last year, whenever you killed an absolute giant, um, deer of a lifetime, how big was he? The 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 one last year was uh, I think if 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 I'm referring to the same deer it was a 171 six ace I think it was yeah. in Missouri uh, I shot him October 26th I believe at at my dad's farm that was so it would have been two falls ago but it aired on TV last year okay well yeah that's last what I was year, to you. even more than it wasn't as big as that. But it was probably more important to me. I killed a deer on this lease that I've had for probably five years, and, and I've never had much luck there. And I just, 
I, I to, to kind of to your point of the under, underdog story, it's one thing to go and hunt somewhere at somebody else's place and they kind of put you in a spot and they kind of tell you what, what you got there and what you should be looking for. That's okay. That's great. It's kind of like hunting an outfitter, whether it's your dad's place or whether it's, you know, uncle Joe's or whoever, you know, it's, 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 that's one thing, but then to put the work in and put the hours in and, uh, you know, the food plot strategy and trail cameras and monitoring and putting the hours in and basically putting a butt in the seat in the stand and, and monitoring the movement. That's a whole nother thing. And I, I, I'd say that I, over the past four or five years, I've learned and learned and, and got more into it. And then finally last year, it was like, I finally graduated and, and it was since dad got hit with EHD so bad at his farm, there wasn't, it wasn't really a fallback for me to hunt there. And in years past, I'd hunt early season at the lease, and come the rut, I'd always go up to Dad's because it was a, you know, as, as good of a gimme as I, I could count on a good 140-class deer, you know, a deer of a lifetime for me. I could always count on that at Dad's. And uh, last year, it just wasn't an option, and so I stuck it out at my lease. I never hunted anywhere else, and, and uh, I killed really two really nice bucks there, uh, a mid 140s with my bow, and a and then a uh, mid mid 150s with my with my muzzleloader at the very end of the season. And that deer is a deer that I had like 10 or 11 encounters with through the year, and a lot of ups and downs, and made a lot of mistakes. And finally, I capitalized there in January. I think it was the third um, kind of new year, new beginning, and and it was a great way to wrap up the season. And so it just you know you, as you guys know. You can't uh, you can't fake it. You got to put in the time, and uh, and I think slowly but surely here I'm 39 and I feel like I'm finally starting to understand it a little bit more. Like I said, it's one thing to to go hunt with your dad and go hunt or whatever family member or mentor go hunt with somebody. It's another thing to to do it on your own and put in the work and and uh, there's just so much more you can learn. And I've always heard the strategies from those guys, but to be able to kind of implore them on my own, uh, it. it kind of a light bulb goes off and, and you start to understand it better and uh, that's really what happened for me last year man you sir are exactly what's right with the outdoor industry and in saying that right now i it, it's kind of nice jp isn't it just to, to hear matt say um i mean just to lay it out and tell the truth about the difference in going and hunting mm-hmm. your dad's farm versus sure. going out and earning it on your own farm um, not only I'm in, sure you, I man, I guarantee you hear that a ton. Well, I could kill big deer too if I had to go hunt on my uncle and my dad's property. Yeah, <laughs> I bet that no gets doubt. so tiring. But yeah, so man, that's great to go out and uh, uh, you know to be able to set up your own lease like that and to, to perform. I mean, I I'm 44 this year, and I feel like in many ways that. Um, it's a constant struggle. I'm a comedy of errors oftentimes when when I'm out deer hunting, and I uh, I find ways to screw up more often than I do succeed, that's for sure. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> you, you know, I think as I look at it, there's two kinds of hunters. There's the kind that are like Mark, and, and you know, and it just, he's a, he's a giant killer. I mean, the dude is dialed in. He's a mad dog. He gets it. He's a scientist about it. And then there's guys like Dad, and and, and they're just a, it's a tale of two different types of seasons, no better or no worse. And it's not that anybody puts in any different amount of work, but some Mark's aggressive. Dad kind of sits back on his heels a little bit, and and 
uphill hunt 60 days in a row to get one opportunity and you know it just i've seen i've seen there's so many different styles of hunters out there and it's just it's a lot to do with your own personality you know what i mean and whether you're going to make the aggressive moves at the right time and gamble a little bit and they either pay off or they don't or if you like to play it cool and kind of wait it out and hope you know wait for a good chance or opportunity and you know sometimes it doesn't work out so you know i i, I don't know i think that um it's just kind of up to everybody's individual personalities and 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 you kind of make your own way and you figure out for whatever whatever it is that you like about hunting it may, it may be that you want to kill the biggest deer but for some guys it's not about that it's about just being outdoors and being away from work or being away from family or being with family or you know there's so many reasons that guys want to and girls want to get outdoors and go hunting especially now where so many things were shut down we saw huge numbers and spikes in the spring and license sales for turkeys i think we're going to see another big spike this this fall for for deer sales and it just i think people are getting a better understanding of what it means to them to go out and hunt I, and I, I agree with you 100%, and I think that's the, the best place for us to, to wrap it up. I mean, you, you said a mouthful right there, and obviously we, we appreciate you coming on and talking about 13, about deer cast and, and how that all started. Uh, if you don't mind, let our listeners know the best place to keep up with you in particular as well as what Drury Outdoors are, are going to be into the remainder of the fall. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you want to check anything out that I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at mattdrury eighty one. Uh, our Facebook, same same handle, Madjury81. And, uh, of course, you know, if you really want to keep up with Jury Outdoors, uh, check out DeerCast. There's, you know, it's not just a paid app. There's a free version, in, and it's available on your desktop, your computer. So you can get there on your phone or your computer just by going to your browser. You don't have to download the app. Uh, you can experience it all on the .com, DeerCast.com. Uh, and... You know, hope you enjoy. There's a free version of it. Gives you one day of that deer cast prediction and a couple of days of weather. Or you can get the pro version for $9.99 a year and, and get five days of weather and all kinds of cool features. And deer cast nows, which is all of our kills that happen throughout the season when they happen. It basically goes up the day they happen. Uh, kind of a raw look at our season. And then there's DeerCast Elite, $19.99 for a full year subscription. And it gives you the 10-day forecast, DeerCast track. You know, our entire video library, there's all kinds of stuff in there. So, um, you know, just hope everybody has a safe and, and successful season. Uh, if, you're, if you're into podcasts, you're listening to this, obviously. We have a podcast, too, called the 100% Wild Podcast. Uh, Jury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. Check it out. Myself and uh, my cohort, Tim Chelsbeck, host it. And you get a good dose of Mark and uh, Terry on that as well. So um, enjoy. Hope you all have a safe and successful season and just make sure you identify those targets. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Hang with us through the break. You're listening to Pro Talk Outdoors. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, boy. Uh, that, I mean, that was a great episode with Matt. Obviously, he's a guy that not only is he entrenched in the the you know the Drury Outdoors legacy. Because well, he manages the whole he, thing. He manages now, I, the whole I thing. I don't know how the guy does it. I really don't. I mean, they have. Uh, if there's a New York Yankees in the outdoors, it's the Drury family. Sure, absolutely. I mean, and, it, it, and I say that in a loving way. You know, I mean, it's it's not like because they go out and pay the best hunters to hunt for them or anything like the Yankees pay them. 
you know, go and poach players from other teams. And are are, like are we are we about to do this right now? Uh, yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because we can we can talk all about the core four and all the championships in the '90s and all the homegrown talent there. You know, Rivera, Posada, Wait, that's Jeter, not necessary. Pettit. We're at focus, JP. Oh, oh sorry. Focus. You don't want to lose an argument. That's fine. We'll focus. just keep going. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Matt did a great job talking about Deercast. Is it's it's fun. It's scientific. It's so darn accurate. I mean, I, I have put it to not a scientific test. I shouldn't say that I'm writing down in a logbook whether it was right or wrong, but uh, you can have that impression in your mind when you check and then you go and hunt and you check and you go and hunt. And obviously he mentioned a few things. There's some outside influences that can change it that completely override deer cast. You know? Man, we got a lot of those kicking We've got a lot of those too. outside My influences. Gosh. I mean, neighbors or dogs or some of the other things you know, that he, he may have mentioned. Uh, that are just completely out of control. But more often than not, if you're going to use anything to pick your days to hunt, I couldn't recommend anything more. You know, a lot of guys used to be, and this was just a handful of years ago, would say, I'm going to pick all my vacation days by the lunar calendar. Okay, Uh, if you want to pick them all by the lunar calendar, you're really only getting one spice out of the cabinet to season your chili, when truly you need five or six more to make that palatable and, and something you can serve up and, and rely on. Uh, and I know that's a an odd analogy to use, but it's no, true. Like it's it. only, it's only part true. of the yeah. equation. You know, if you're only going to use one ingredient, is your stew really going to be as good as it could have been? And, and the answer is no. Uh, and I, all I can do is encourage you to, to at least use it. And if you use it, step it up a little bit. Go to the Weather Underground or wherever and start accumulating all this data. Make your decision. Then pull up the app and see if you were right. Yeah, good advice. I mean, it's it's very sound advice, and I and I mean that, folks. From a, you know, I I kind of kidded with Matt a little bit earlier about the fact that it took me so long to figure it out, you know, or you know, just to to feel like I could hunt the Mark and Terry way, you know, as far as knowing what days to go in on and um, what what style of hunting I should be doing to be most successful. And the minute that I felt like I I kind of had a grasp on it. They come out with this daggone app that just says everything there just so everybody it's, – it's it's the great equalizer. It truly is. Well, I, I truly enjoy it. Couldn't recommend it anymore. Uh, obviously, if you don't follow the Drury's, you should. There's a lot of great content there in addition to even the app or the, the tracking portion of that. So uh, lots you can keep up with there and, and keep yourself entertained. And, uh, man, we appreciate you guys listening. Don't hesitate to holler at us. If you want to gripe at us, gripe at us. Tell us we're great. Well, you don't have to lie to me, you know. Otherwise, man, we just appreciate you <laughs> clicking on our show. And until next time, hook 'em or hunt 'em, Pro Talk Outdoors. Later, guys.